What's up, you guys? I know I haven't uh, been doing as many podcasts um, as I have often done or usually do. Um, I'm looking here. The last one was Tuesday. I think I probably uploaded that Wednesday, so it's not uh, it's not that long ago. Um, but things are things are good. I, you know, only it's uh, so early in the morning at home. Um, I just I just really felt like tweeting. Um, just that I'm like, I guess I'm not like, I, I don't love the word like gratitude and I just don't, I think we cringe at the idea of things like this and it's sort of silly that we do, you know, we're all so stubborn and all the rest of it. But, you know, I, I, I really am grateful that, um, I, I want to say that my body has been as good to me as it has been, but my my logical part of my brain is you know it's screaming out that it's it's not your body it's you know overcoming all the lessons and mistakes and things that i've made that um now i avoid certain things and i like i tweeted the other day that i that i put certain measures in place to make sure that i am you know healthier and um i i do a really good job of managing um, both my body physically and and then obviously emotionally and mentally, which is equally as important. Um, so I I would give myself a bit of credit there too, but at the same time, you know, it's nice that I I've been fortunate enough um, to stay healthy and um, you know not only just stay healthy, but there's no um, I've seen it with a lot of other guys, I've seen it with other runners. There's no guarantee that you'll recover from any race and um you know just just keep getting better or um there's no guarantee that when you lace up your shoes and train and and, you know you do the sessions and they might look good on paper and um they might look like that's the kind of session should move things forward for you um there there's just never guarantees it's a it's a it's a tough sport for that um and so there's there's definitely a gratefulness there that um you know, coming off Doha, I was able to go to Dublin and, you know, have a, a really cool day there. Um, and then to come off Dublin and, um, you know, be able to sort of get back in. To, I, I don't actually know how long ago it was. I haven't um, looked at like the maths or anything like that. But, um, you know, you're looking at, I, I look today and I, I think I ran 90 five miles this week um and i'm pretty sure the average for like the last seven or eight is like 93 94 um which you know it's my best ever my highest ever for that sort of lengthy eight week period and the two weeks before that were simply recovering from dublin um you know i'm i'm not superhuman um i i do get tired i do get sore um so there's definitely a gratefulness there. Um, you know, a lot of it has been a learning curve, like I talked about. I don't, I don't really believe in luck, and you know, I, I believe in luck when it comes to like not slipping and falling or rolling an, an ankle on a rock or you know, silly things like this. Like luck can definitely play a role, and um, unluckiness sometimes can definitely lead to niggles and big injuries and things like that. Um, but I think there's something to be said about just if you do and it's going to lead me to what i kind of wanted to talk about today on the podcast um 
I, I think if you do learn from, you know, fuck, if you go for a run and it's slippy and it's icy outside and, um, you know, you roll an ankle and you come home and you have to ice it and, and all the rest of it and, um, you choose to go out and run again in the snow or the ice or whatever and you, you roll it again or you slip and hurt your knee, you know, that, that to me seems really foolish because, you know, you should have learned from the first experience. And I, I do think humans, myself, all of us are pretty fucking stupid and don't learn on <laughs> our first experience. Um, but I'm lucky enough to have been around running for so long now that it's no longer my first experience anymore. Like some of these mistakes that I've made even in the last two, three years have been mistakes that I've made my whole career. And, um, so eventually I, there's been a learning curve and I've been able to, um, you know, maybe actually act on some of the things that I've learned. And, um, and I think it's got me to here, um, training mistakes, um, you know, the ability to hold back sometimes in training. Um, I, I'll give you an example of that. Friday, we, Friday was an interesting one because it was supposed to be three times five mile. Um, and there was, there was numerous things going on. First of all, I normally do that session three weeks before, not two weeks before. It's a, it's a pretty aggressive session, three times five mile. Um, and the effort normally starts or should start about 10 seconds slower than marathon effort. And then gradually I work down to an area right around marathon effort or, you know, that last rep can be pretty much flat out um for training not not you're not racing or kicking or anything like that but you know you're you're pretty much at a at an intensity that you know might simulate the last 20 to 24 mile or 18 to 23 um so usually i do it three weeks before because of that you know it's a pretty intense session it's a pretty tough day um so the reason i didn't do it three weeks before was because i would only have been back at altitude two days three weeks before and so you know there's a transition and you need to be careful and um, not to overdo it those first couple of days at altitude and and um, so it got moved to the week later which meant i'd be back at altitude maybe like nine days ten days and um, perfect time to do it but unfortunately getting very close to race day um and i i do think it can take you know two two and a half weeks to recover from some sessions if they're if they're that intense um and by recover i mean recover fully and get the benefits of that session um i read in ryan hall's book that it takes two weeks you know for you to recover from a session adapt and then expect to be able to go and better it and if you if you if you let's say you do an eight mile tempo run on a friday and then a week later you do another eight mile tempo run and it's better it's not fitness it could be weather it could be better nutrition, it could be better sleep, it could be better mood, it could be more motivation. Basically, it's usually two weeks before you'd be fitter and be able to expect a better tempo. Um, so that, that, that might give you a bit of help in future to, you know, numb expectations and not always be trying to get better every week. Um, so anyway, th there was a lot going on this Friday. Um, I, for a change, you know, I had company for the first block of the five mile. Um, which company's a great thing, but it meant that we were, you know, probably five to 10 seconds a mile too fast. Um, and then 
my own fault. This is nothing to do with the guys, you know, like actually it was me leading the pace, but you know what it's like when you're running with people, you're just, even though I was feeling good, there, there was, the pace was just a bit hot. Um, and then in the second rep, the second five mile rep, you know, it, it could have been my call to just keep it the same as the first one. But I guess for a change, I just felt ambitious and, um, thought I'd, you know, give it a go and give it a crack and maybe I'd really surprise myself in the session. So, um, the first rep was around 510 pace and then the second rep was probably more like 505. Um, and you know, it's pretty flat loop. It's pretty, pretty solid loop that we do. Um, it's still, it's still at altitude and it's certainly not a fast place to go run. Um, but it's, but it's, but it's honest. Um, so going into the last rep, you know, I, I, Haas came and cycled and met up with me and, you know, he asked me how I was feeling and I, I told him that I, I was, I was getting pissed off about a win that didn't really exist. <laughs> and that's when I could tell I was starting to get tired because it, it wasn't windy, like Ireland windy, you know, but it was a little, there was a little blustery periods, you know, um, and up until probably that, last two miles of that second five mile rep I it hadn't even dawned on me that there was much wind so I could tell I was starting to get it wasn't that I was tired in the second rep I just knew there was another rep to come and I think it was daunting thinking like how do I go faster from here you know you're looking at you're looking at when I did um you know I did 10 miles at home at the end of a long run and you know, I was running 4.55 pace and my heart rate was probably like 165. Um, you know, you're looking at me running 5.05 pace, which is nearly 10 seconds a mile slower, but my heart rate's nearly 10 beats higher. <laughs> Altitude's nuts. Um, so um, I think there was a, a daunting feeling, you know, I, I was doubting myself, I was doubting my ability and um, I was just fucking doubting the fact that I'd, I I knew I'd struggle to match the second five mile rep, never mind um, go faster. Um, so I set off and it's a three mile loop and, you know, I, I, I was roughly the same speed, but maybe a little bit slower. And, you know, like I said, it had been getting gradually a bit windier as the morning went on and um, I was just getting more tired and um, I, I noticed, I just noticed that I was working harder than I'd like to be working two weeks before. Um, and so I basically decided to shut it down after three miles instead of doing a full five mile rep. And, and I had no issue doing that. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm experienced enough now to know there's a difference between there's days that I believe you should finish that. And if I was a coach, I'd be really fucking pissed off if an athlete didn't because I'd tell them that it was their fault for going too fast at the start. And and so you had an opportunity today to finish it out and deal with the fact that you went off too fast. And so at least you would learn something. Um, you know, yes, the last two miles of that final rep might have been really tough, but at least you'll learn not to fuck the pace up in the first few reps. So there's days I'm a big believer in that. Um but when it's two weeks out from a marathon, it's, you know, I know there's also a time and place not to gut it out. Um, and so my, I'd made the decision two mile in. It was kind of the uphill part. Um, it was a little bit windy and, you know, I was probably like 508 or something and I, I was working. And then I ended up running the third mile in like five minutes because it was probably a tailwind and slightly downhill. And, um, you know, that ended up feeling really good. And I was sort of thinking, ah, should I just do the whole five mile? And, 
and then I knew like I, logically I knew I was making a pretty smart decision and so I ended up just calling it and telling Haas you know it, it's still been it was still a really solid day like because my one mile recovery float was still like 540 pace it wasn't jogging um it ended up being 15 miles really solid which I think would be the biggest session I might have ever done two weeks out something like that so it was already going to be a really big aggressive day two weeks out or two and a half weeks out two weeks and two days sir um but you know rather to bore you more about that session it it's you know in 2016 I I overtrained and I didn't I overtrained both in terms of mileage and in terms of intensity of sessions I'd never been that fit before I re it, I was training at sea level um anyone that looked at my Strava and seen what I was producing at sea level over Christmas there it was just ridiculous it was phenomenal and you know I'm running along at 140 something heart rate and I'm I'm at 530 pace you know it's stupid um and and so with that fitness comes this responsibility that um that was like such a fucking movie quote you know with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> I didn't mean it like that but you, you know what I mean like there's a there's a risk of when when you do get fit like that and in 2016 I I'd never been that fit before I'd never ran over 100 mile a week ever and I think I did six or seven weeks in a row and I'd be like 110, 115, 120 and every week became like a PB and I was so fucking excited and you know I, I was just so blown away by the fitness that my body had and it was really it was a really fun time for me um, and so I find it really difficult to hold back so um, I'd go into sessions and I'd just fucking blow the splits out of the water and um i i was real excited about it and and then you know 10 days before my marathon so pretty much tuesday in two days time 10 days before i tore my quad my lateral quad um and fuck i'm <laughs> playing with them now and it was it was a really fucking sad time for me like really sad and you know i cried my eyes out and like was just angry because i i just i just thought i'd worked like so hard and I did work so hard and, you know, I didn't earn money back then and I just did the web work and I paid for this trip to Australia and, and all these things and, um, you know, it just got taken away from me, like, so fast, you know, just that morning, like, one minute I was, in my head, there was nothing standing in my way of making the Olympics, nothing, like, I, everybody around me, myself, my coach at the time, my support group and, like they would have bet every single penny that they had that I would have run. Like I think I had to run like two fifteen, you know, and they would have bet everything that they had that I would do that. I, I was I was training really well, um, some really impressive stuff, um, and really good marathon stuff. You know, five times five k, two twenty k runs in the same day with the last ten k of both of those runs fast, um, twenty by k, you know, and all this marathon stuff and, you know, averaging 115 to 120 mile a week. And then 10 days before, you know, you, you, you tear that quad. And the, the point I'm trying to make is it had to happen, right? Because I'm greedy. I'm, I enjoy being fit and I push and 
I needed to learn that my body has a breaking point. Um, and so, of course, when I train now, there's a fear. You know, there's this fear that please don't get hurt. Please don't push too hard to get hurt. You know, don't don't impl- like don't bring it upon yourself, basically. Um, but that's just one example. Like I learned so much that day. Like that led me to an eight month spiral of I quit running. You know, I played rugby and you know it. <laughs> I didn't handle it the best. Let me just tell you. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you guys have handle things worse and maybe some people have handled things better and um you know that's awesome um but I handled it really bad and I felt a, a massive injustice um and then I was like what the fuck are you injustice like what, what are you talking about it was your own fault you know like everything everything is now it, like there has to be an accountability between behind everything that we do um and I've I've got far better at that like holding myself accountable for um, when I fuck up. Um, and there's a really good book, actually. I think it's called Extreme Ownership, and it's about Navy SEALs. And um, basically, like, if you're the leader or, you know, you're in control or, you know, you learn to just fucking take it on the chin, you know. I, I, I was emailing back and forth with um, – Somebody had sent me a product and I, I, you know, it's like a sponsorship and I don't, I don't want to name drop or anything like that. Or, um, it was sent to the wrong address and, you know, I had sent the right address and, um, they had, you know, sent it to the wrong address and, um, they kept like, they kept reiterating like, oh, I'm sorry you're angry about this. You know, we'll get it sorted ASAP and, and I keep replying and saying, I'm, I'm not angry at all, but I would appreciate it if it got sorted. And then, like, the response would be, I understand your frustration. And, and you know, in my head, I was just thinking, like, you know, just just respond and just tell me, like, we fucked up. You know, we'll send it to the right address. We're sorry. <laughs> you know, like, well, what's the deal with, like, us just not holding ourselves accountable if we if we fuck up? Like, we all do it all the time, every day. Like, we're human. That's what humans do. And, um, you know, we make mistakes. We fuck things up. But I think what we're really good at is when we do, we, we make up for it. You know, we rally. We make sure that we don't do it again. And um, that's... Basically, this is the whole point of the podcast is that, you know, we make mistakes. But over the next two weeks, two weeks to go to Houston, um, I I know what I need to do. Like, you know, the yoga stuff and treatment on certain areas of my body. And um, I wouldn't know these things if it wasn't for all the times that I fucked things up, you know. Like, and I think that's a really important thing to embrace that, on the days that you make mistakes and on the days that you like, you know, fuck things up, literally, that's the days to learn. You know, if you get hurt and nobody wants to get hurt, but if you get hurt and it's your calf or it's your quad or it's your hamstring, you have to see it as feedback. You're being told that an area of your body is not able to handle the speed, the distance, the volume, the intensity, whatever it is, it's not able to handle what you need to do to be better. So what do you have to do? Figure out a fucking way for that body part to handle it next time. You know, it's actually really simple, but it can take a lot of time. There's a healing process and then there's a a, a rehab and then a strengthening and it can be a really frustrating time. But 
without these things happening. You know, it took me fucking 10 months to get back into running after that torn quad. Please don't take that long. That was ridiculous. That was me being Mr. Emotional and dramatic. And, you know, everybody mourns in their own way, but fucking A. Um, but yeah, look, with with all disappointments and with all mistakes, and um, there's a learning curve. And, you know, I've learned not to... to I, I learned to get a lot more treatment. You know, I didn't get treatment back then. And I'm not surprised that my lateral quad eventually tore because I wasn't looking after my body. I was happy to go and run the 110 mile a week and 120 mile a week and I was greedy for the fitness but I just wasn't willing to look after the the body that was going to carry that fitness um and the two work together so in this last two weeks it's more important to me to get my body right um so that I can stand on a start line and know okay you're in good shape you've ate well you've done your yoga You've got the areas treated that you need to, lateral quads, hamstrings, lower back, um, any area that in the past has maybe flared up for me within a marathon. I'm not preparing my body for the first 15 to 20 miles. That's a fucking done deal, right? I'm preparing my body for that last six so that when I get to 20 miles, I'm at least, I at least stand a chance. I give myself a chance. It's not, it's not given. It's not done. You know, I, I give myself a chance that at 20 miles, I'll be able to come home with a fair result. You know, not not the result I deserve because you don't deserve it yet. You know, you deserve it when you go fucking do it. Um, but at least have a chance. We all deserve a chance. Um, but I think we can all do a lot more to give ourselves that chance. Um, and, and I think that's really important. Um, so look, two weeks to go. Um I'm, I'm excited. Like, there's no doubt about it. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like the kind to be all like, hey, you know, like that's just not me. But, um, I've been waiting for this for a while, and the last month, pretty much since I done, you know, I did a, <clears throat> I, I don't want to bore you with stats, but I did that twenty, you know, three mile run. I think it was at home, and you know, I did the first twelve miles like at a solid pace like 530 um and then I did the last 10 and like four it was 457 and it was right around the sort of heart rate that I can sustain a marathon and you know since that fucking day I've just been like can Houston like happen already <laughs> and that's that's look I sound fucking more excited now but I, I am like I you know I but I know that part of part of being a good runner and part of the sport is waiting um you know you you know that's what makes it tough like you're given a day london marathon's a certain day boston marathon's a certain day houston marathon's a certain day and what makes it tough is getting to the start line healthy and and getting there in one piece physically and psychologically weather um lots of things you know life you know things can go on with your family and your friends and um that can make it really tough but um yeah i'm excited and i've worked hard and um i i think i'll get a solid result um it can be really fucking daunting let me tell you like believe me when (laughs) when you get to a point where you know like my body's been so good to me and the fitness has felt so good and better than ever before and you know i did fucking 10 miles at the end of a long run at 457 but when you're lining up a strategy the attack the likes of 211 or even 210 that's 
I can tell you right now that it's fucking daunting. Um, no matter where we're at with technology and fitness and all things like this, it's still like <laughs> I I still <laughs> yeah that my reaction and how I sign yeah it's fucking pretty daunting and pretty nervous and um you know it used to be that I could run a marathon and five ten was okay um you know back in the day five fifteen was okay. You know, now I need five minutes, 501, 501, five minutes, 501, five minutes, 501, 505, too slow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that can be daunting. Um, but it doesn't mean anything like marathon to me is an effort. You know, the gun goes and I put my body at that effort and I just hope that, you know, like, like that Sunday when I did the 10 miles, you know, it, it wasn't planned. It was just, let's put the heart rate to where it needs to be. And let's just get into that rhythm and, and let's just get that effort right. And it just so happened to be a little bit faster than what I needed. Um, so fingers crossed and, um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty nerve wracking two weeks, I'd say. Um, definitely going to be filled, I'm sure with nerves and, but I, I, I'm not there yet. Like I still have treatment to get and I've, I've four massages booked, which is, um, it, it'll be plenty to get, um, at least two sessions done on my, um, hamstrings just themselves. I, I get a lot of active release stuff done on the hamstrings to make sure I'm going into the marathon like clean. Um, and then I'll, the other two sessions will just be general, like calves and quads and, um, run the hips and run the glutes. I'll get a, a little bit of dry needling done on the lateral quads and probably a little bit of dry needling around the hips and stuff too. Um, and then I'll pray like a motherfucker. Not that I'm religious at all, but I'll, I'll pray to myself and, um, I'll, I'll hopefully get myself in a good headspace that I can go and, and fucking attack, um, the Houston marathon. Um, it's funny, like I, I, I don't, I haven't seen the field yet. Um, but, Dublin has gave me a lot of confidence that, you know, in the later stages of a race, I can be pretty competitive. Because um, I came up to these guys about four miles to go, and for a second I sat on them, and, and then I, I remember in my head I was just like, fuck these guys, like, I'm not sitting on them, like, I'm going to race them. Um, and you know how fun that is? Like, it's exciting that that's where my head goes to. Um and it wasn't always the case, let me tell you. Like, um, I, I've, you know, I, I don't know what the word would be, but I, I've created this, you know, identity and, and this person that, you know, is really strong and, um, like loves the challenge and loves the hard work and, um, you know, could have sat on those guys and, you know, been delighted with fifth or sixth at Dublin Marathon, but was just fucking greedy for more, more. And and with more comes more pain. But I remember all of Lachnan, you know, our you know, our really impressive race walker and world medalist and um I remember us her telling us that, you know, you'd think when you perform as well as she did and you know, you'd think on the day that you win a medal it's just you know, everything just comes perfect and it's nice and it feels good and it's easy and and she was like, you know, it was the opposite. I I could just keep working harder which hurt more and more, but my body just kept wanting it, wanting more. And, um, and, and it basically, it was <laughs> hardest race ever, but 
but her body was just good there and all the preparation paid off and she was able to keep going um so that's really interesting to think about you know don't ever strive for easy i i said on instagram today that it was probably my hundredth solid long run at altitude and by solid i mean solid you know i'm i'm tired at the end of it and i'm hurting getting up the hills and um but i just seem to fucking get it done you know and i tell Haas every single sunday that we're going that i'll run with the girls <laughs> but i just fucking never do because i love hurting um, and I, and i like pushing you know it's but it wasn't always the case, let me tell you. Like it, I promise you, it was not always the case. It's something I've really worked on, and it becomes. It just you just practice it, you know. Maybe you start with a couple of miles hard at the end of your run, or you know, just but just believe in yourself and believe that even if something seems so daunting to you right now, that you can change it and you can practice and you can work on it. Um, nothing's forever, you know. I I used to quit in races all the time. I used to. And quit and training and throw the head up and maybe not train for a few days and or just give up in the middle of a session things like that um but it's not forever now i like i i might be seen as hard working and you know i talk about this animal and and i i don't really know what people's perception of me is i get a lot of feedback where people say like i'm fucking gritty and um i prove it in races but it's practice you know i've, I've practiced and i've prepared and i've trained and I have a really good understanding of what's needed to be good, and I, I do it all the time. Um, and so it's probably a lot easier when you get as fit and as strong as I am to be gritty and all the rest of it, but it certainly wasn't easy to get to where I am now. So um, there you go. All right, guys, um, appreciate you listening. Um, drag that out as per usual. Um, but, yeah, I hope you gain something valuable. And um, I've been... You know, I've been trying to think of ways that, you know, I think the podcast was a really cool thing and um, I think it's really helped some people and quite a big group of people actually, to be brutally honest, have contacted and said, you know, how much it's helped. And um, I, I was trying to think of ways that I could help more. I, you know, I, I did the online coaching for a bit and I just felt the target audience was so small and it took quite a bit of time. So it was like, you know, I'm really only impacting such a small um but I'm trying to think of, you know, more ways that maybe I could share some of the understanding that I do have of training and not just training, like the individual basics of training, but it feels like I've really figured out if running was a puzzle, I know it's a different puzzle for everybody, but it feels like I've really like broken it down and figured it out <laughs> for myself at least. And, and, you know, I think my results show that. There's been such a natural, not always slow, but such a natural linear curve of progression. Um, and I think it's because I've just figured running out. I've, I've been able to simplify it and make it quite simple that, well, if you do this, this, this and this, you know, all these little things. If you do all those, it gives you a really good chance of getting better. And then you do it and, you know, it, it, it you know, the, the results have shown that progress. You know, you're looking at. 2016 I ran 220 for a marathon with a torn quad um 2017 was um 217.55 um 2018 I ran 215.55 2019 I ran 212.01 and now we're in 2020 so um that's been quite a nice progression and you know my other events have progressed quite nicely in that way too you know you're looking at 
I was a 29.14 guy for the 10K. And then in 2017, that moved to 28.59. And then in 2018, I ran 28.36. These are all on the track. Um, and I actually wore cross-country spikes because the Under Armour cross-country shoe is pretty comfy. Um, and then in 2019, unfortunately, I was I had that fatigue side of things, um, which I just think was fucking laziness and complacency. But, um, yeah, I didn't get to do a 10K, unfortunately. But I'm pretty sure next year or this year, sorry, I'll I'll be able to run 2815, um, maybe 28.15 to 28.20 something. Um, and again, it would show that just natural progression is my, you know, time. I, I said two years ago, probably in an email to Athletics Ireland, that I just needed time. You know, there's only so much you can improve within a month, no matter how much you dedicate yourself, you know, which is why, like, you should never be obsessed. Because if you become obsessed and you become way too aggressive with your intensity, um, intensity of training, intensity of focus, etc., etc., if you become way too much, it's not sustainable. And running has to be sustainable because it just takes time. Um, a month's not enough. Three months isn't enough. Six months isn't enough. It's a good start, but it need, you need time. Um, I'm going into my 2017, 2018, 2019, 20, like fourth year at 7,000 feet training at altitude. And it's not the train at altitude, it's the focus and it's the fact that I want to come and train at altitude. It's the attitude, it's the application to train. Um, it takes time. Um, so whatever whatever amount you're going to commit, and I hope you commit a lot because it really takes a lot of sleep and nutrition and recovery and hard training and smart training. And I do hope you commit a lot, but make sure that you treat yourself to um, – one of my treats has always been pretty much eating whatever I want, which, you know, you could be looking at the whole week before Dublin Marathon. I think I had a sausage roll every day for lunchtime just because I fucking wanted a sausage roll every day for lunchtime. Um, and, and you have to, have to, have to have things in place that will help you sustain what is a pretty fucking difficult life, um, but a very, very, very rewarding life when it pays off. Um, Okay, sorry, I, I went on again, so we're now 35 minutes, um, and it's actually my fucking bedtime, it's 5 to 10, that's ridiculous, um, alright guys, take care, be good, run hard, stay safe, bye bye.